made a little mess on your desk. Well, you, that's not for you to clean up. Yeah, but I'm just wiping it off. I mean, it's not really well, helpful. I feel like now you're. <laughs> Do you see where this is? Why you shouldn't have done anything? Oh my! It's not even gone yet. Oh my god. <laughs> Literally about to record a podcast for the second time, and Matt Steele's doing his best to delay it and there make sure a, it takes as long as possible. There was a little drip on his desk, and I decided to wipe it off so I wouldn't accidentally stick my hands in it during the podcast, and I would have to, you know, sit here with like my hands. Well, you drip didn't even it. wipe it up. Correctly. I did. It's gone. You it's see? It's not gone. It's I gone. see it now. I'm looking at it with my eyes. So you did <laughs> looks, a piss poor job. You did a piss poor job and wasted all of our time. How are you, Matt Steele? Oh, you know, I'm fine. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone saw our post online, saw our post on Instagram, but we did record this podcast Sunday night. And guys, it was iconic. It was a great one. It was a great one. We had a wonderful guest that will be back. We're going to figure this technology thing out. But alas, someone's microphone didn't record. You won't say who. (laughs) (laughs) But it happens to the best of us. Honestly, it was fun to catch up with said friends. It really was. You know, there's a 33.33333% chance it was one of... Us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, between the three of us, one of the mics didn't record, <laughs> and it happens. And truly, all three of us looked amazing. Oh my god! And yeah. you know, once we're all back together again, and we can tell the full story, you'll see that it was an iconic moment that you know we're sad we have to miss out on. But we're gonna go back over news that we went over yesterday, and yeah. nobody heard us talk about. Yeah, and now there's even more news. I know there's a whole nother day. Yes, so we had like sort of like a uh, dress rehearsal, exactly a preview period for this week's podcast, yes. and now there's more. Exactly, there's I just more. wanted yeah. to give you like a theater experience since yes. you know COVID's keeping us inside, theaters not around right now. I wanted you to feel like oh, this is theatrical. There are dress rehearsals, there are live performances, and this is both. Yes, totally. Except like in between the last preview and the opening night performance, we're throwing new material out. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what you got to do. Sometimes you go on stage, you got to learn your lines right beforehand. You know, that's it true. Everyone saw Smash. It was opening. It was <laughs> it was opening night of the Out of Town Boston tryout, and they were like, "The book is still a mess." <laughs> I do think your first lie of the evening is everyone saw Smash <laughs> because many of us, myself included, did not. But you know, yeah, I'm it, still I'm uh, binging season two of Smash with uh, my. Friend Arthur, we. I don't think you can call it binging now. No, it's we've been, been doing it for two years. Was, <laughs> <laughs> that is how many episodes are in season two, and that I is how it. difficult it is. To I get was going to say, is it that? Is the first season good? And the first season is just—it's iconic. Okay. Like it's, it's just smash. It's so just what's smash. wrong with the second season? It's just insane. <laughs> like it's—it's—it's it's, it's so amazing because like. So much is happening, but the stakes for everything are so incredibly low. Oh. Like, just, I, I can't even describe it. And the thing is, my friend Arthur and I, well, we haven't done this in obviously six months because right. we've not seen each other. Of course. Um, but uh, we, uh, you know, we basically like watch two episodes and then go two months <laughs> without. without and, and so then we, when we start another episode, we're just like, wait, what happened previously? Because <laughs> we just like totally forget and it's a mess. But, I love it. You know. All right. Uh, so how was your week? Oh God. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Why are you upset? No, no, no. I've, that, this is how we start. Like, how, oh, how was your week? Okay. You yeah. you got really. That was hectic. <laughs> well, because <laughs> I, I figured I thought you were about to like jump into news for idiots, and I was like, oh, we didn't do our how was your week. Oh, uh, well, my week was good. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think what I did. I watched a film called Boy State, which I did not enjoy. It's a documentary on Apple TV Plus about like a bunch of young boys who I guess 
are basically spending a week at camp and trying to run for local government, like in their fake camp worlds. And it's just, I mean, it got very good reviews. I'm sure it's a very nice documentary. It was like well-made or whatever, but hearing a bunch of gross 17 year old boys talk about how much they love guns and hate abortion just really burned me up. So I was nauseated by it. It seemed like a lot of the people that wanted to get into politics. And the thing is a lot of like graduates from this summer camp actually do get into politics and like Cory Booker went there, I know uh, that's someone mm-hmm. on the top of my head. But so it's just disgusting to see that some of the people that are at this uh, camp, like trying to train to be politicians one day, have kind of learned from Donald Trump that shock and awe is the way to do things. And by tearing their competitors down, they can get what they want. And, you know, it's one of those things that I feel like as, you know, millennials, we all think we look at Greta Thunberg and all those Gen Z TikTokers and like, oh, the next generation is going to be great. They had glee. No one's going to hate gays anymore. <laughs> Everything's going to come around everyone's so much more in line and then you watch Boy State and you're like oh no 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 (laughs) (laughs) like there are just as many garbage people in that generation as there are in ours and in our parents so the world is a garbage dump that we're just living in and wallowing in from here on out when you told me about this documentary yesterday during the first time you recorded this podcast (laughs) I was just so very shocked because it's like it's like this weird communal summer camp where you create this sort of utopia where everyone is running for something and I thought it was just so weird that like some people apparently like the interview process for these type of camps is so long and yes, thorough and, very rigorous. and everything. So like you go through this whole interview process and then sometimes like right away you don't win your, I guess, primary. Right, I don't know. Exactly. And you just end up becoming a voter yeah. and just being at this camp with all these annoying kids. Yes. So I imagine that's devastating. I, I guess. Another thing that's weird. Is there a girl's state? There is a girl's okay. state. But there's apparently reasons why it's not just one group of people. Politicians? Yeah, I, I would like to know what this answer is because I feel like we should start integrating yeah, these. You'd think 2020 would be the time, but yeah. I don't know. It just, I mean, it got very good reviews and people enjoy it. It was not for me. It was very much like, yeah, it just gave me flashbacks to 2016, November. And I don't think even four years afterwards, I'm not ready to see that. I don't want, I don't want to see that. So it was a tough watch for me, but um, yeah, I I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it seems like a high stakes camp considering it's really nothing. Right. Like you're running for nothing. Exactly. And then (laughs) it would like switch back and forth from people taking it very seriously to being like, oh, I think we should secede. And it was like, oh, God, <laughs> fucking idiots. Like, it's just like, is there a grosser demographic than 17 year old boy? Like, I don't think so. Yeah, that's hard. Ugh. Yeah. And you're not doing anything. It's not real. No, it's, it's not like, real. It's like space camp. It's yeah, a- when I would <laughs> see, when I would see the commercials for space camp as a little child, I would be like, oh, they really send these kids into outer space. <laughs> I thought it was a thing. Well, and then when I, when I found out that space, like year, literally years later, that space camp camp you didn't actually go into outer space I was like oh what a fraud well like maybe they were in like anti-gravity environments it would be like a good replica of a spaceship so I think that can still be kind of cool of course it could be kind of cool but like you know when you're expecting the moon and you get sort of you know just like a little uh, paper mache planetarium (laughs) you you know you're you're a little disappointed because as a child I was like oh yeah they send people into outer space all the time I didn't know that it was like a big deal yeah you know, and I didn't know that children were not allowed in outer <laughs> space. This was me at five, you know. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt Steele, how was your week? Horrible. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was just very stressful um, because the website for Devos, uh, it's a big, long, complex story, but mm. uh, the uh, 
I guess company that I u- have the domain with switched their over for their mobile application, mm. and so the mobile website just stopped working. Cool. Um, and so I've spent the past five days. Uh, is it over on now? Hold? No, it is no. not. I spent today not calling them. Okay, that's the, fair. Okay, here's the thing, though. It, it, it was five days of just being on hold with this company and being like, where is my website? Where is my website? Where is my oh, website? And gosh. just then, like, the mobile website worked and then the uh, desktop website didn't work. So it was oh just gosh. a complete disaster. But now both work, but the mobile website still does not look very good. Mm. Although yesterday, um, our uh, podcast guest, <laughs> <laughs> checked live on her phone to see how it looked and, and she was she like it looks fine yeah she wasn't upset by it I'm, but I'm still devastated I know you have it. your your opinions but it's, it's also like tweaks. right when you put out the movies not the time that we need to be changing our mobile servers oh. hello yeah it was yes they, they definitely got an earful from I me. mean they earned it they um, earned that earful honestly yeah so but today um, I spent a lot most of the day sleeping hey uh, it happened I slept for 13 hours did you really today. well I mean you've yeah. been up I feel like several nights with this calling and dealing yeah with like waking up shit. early dealing yes. with it so i have not gotten a lot of sleep in the past like four days mm. and so today I, I went to bed at like two in the morning last night and i woke up at 10 30 i set mm. my alarm for 10 30 and I, my body was just like no <laughs> we're gonna continue absolutely sleeping. not and then and then i woke up at legitimately two o'clock <laughs> and then i got rolled out of bed and was like i'm gonna call these come and I felt so terrible and I was like I have COVID like this is what oh, COVID feels yeah. like like I had a headache and I was just so physically drained right. and I was like I need to call the company but I can't I'm just gonna take another nap an hour later I woke up from the nap and I was like I feel great <laughs> but it's three o'clock and my day is shot you so know, what are you gonna do it happens I feel like you needed that sleep catch up you can get back to it tomorrow like sure. you can get back to calling and bothering and you know, I, I, I apologize. I feel like that's a shitty situation to be in. So I'm it's sorry. It's fine. That's it's not your fault. It is the world's fault. Of course. <laughs> so <laughs> I blame the world. I'm glad that we both have such a good outlook on the world <laughs> going into this podcast. But I mean, it's in keeping with some of our stories. So it all works out. Yeah, totally. Um, So I guess we should jump into news for idiots. Sure. Let's, let's go. Let's do with, it. We so we're going to start with some new brand new stories. So it came out today that actress Niecy Nash had is married to a woman hot super hot they look so hot they look great together and it's just like i didn't i mean unless i've been out of the loop i don't think niecy nash was out nope like this was her coming out was like yeah surprise i'm married to a woman love wins rainbow emoji like here it is yeah and look at how hot we are and look at how great we look (laughs) and it's also just like what a beautiful picture and ceremony and like i see people wearing gloves on the side which i love yeah because you know a covid wedding is not easy at all but it's just i love when people are keeping their private business to themselves and are just like in a rain uh, to going to um, wave that rainbow flag when they're ready to do it. Yeah, and they're so, just like, hey, th- that's kind. Of, that's how I came out. Yeah, like like I, that's how I came out to my family. I was because I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm gay and alone. It's like <laughs> I no. always thought that was weird. You're this <laughs> storytelling. It's like you can be gay and alone. It's fine. Well, no, but I wanted it to be like instead of being like, oh, family, I'm gay. Even though like being gay was never like a problem for me, I was right. always kind of like, no, I want to lead with like all awesome news like hey family I have a boyfriend I mean you could also just say like hey guys I'm gay you wouldn't have to be like I'm gay that's true <laughs> yeah that's true especially because that's literally not how I felt like I was never was, right yeah it was never, never an like issue for me closeted child yeah and I always knew that coming out would be a pleasant experience but I wanted you know an extra cherry on top it honestly just know? seems like you wanted to be dramatic <laughs> <laughs> it's like this will really shock him I feel like in a movie this would be the best time to do it <laughs> I mean what can like I the say? tearful coming out has been so done 
done. It's been so Let's done. do a rainbow flag. I'm married to a woman coming out. And thank you, Nisi Nash, for doing so. Absolutely. Lovely dress. I love. Uh, oh, she looks She looks so. She honestly, looks like with the waist to like, not to like, you know, judge women's bodies, but like. Oh, it's that, a great one. Yes, that's <laughs> that a great. That the shape of that dress is just like yes. Just like, How she looks incredible. I just like can't imagine. And she is incredible. She is such a talented oh, actress. She's like, amazing. So day. great. And I'm so happy that she's really getting that recognition today. Absolutely. Like I feel like since her Emmy nomination, people were like, "Yeah, Niecy Nash is fucking." Amazing. And she's been around forever. That you yes. and like people kind of take her for granted. But it's yes. like no, no, she's insanely talented, yes. insanely beautiful, and now a queer person. Yes, now Queen. insanely queer. Yes, our, she's you know my number one queer person of the day. Sure. So, <laughs> thank you, Nisi, for brightening up a, a week that was a little dark for yes. us. Usually, so. I'm your number one queer person of the day, but I'll gladly you know hand my crown off to Nisi Nash for the day. I mean, I know a lot of queer people, darling. So I wouldn't. I think that number one spot is being contested. Whatever, Nisi. I'm taking my crown back tomorrow. <laughs> this time tomorrow, better have it back. Thanks. Um, and other. News of people we love. Um, Mariah Carey has spoken out about Ellen forcing her to reveal that she was pregnant on her show and her oh. subsequent miscarriage. I must have slept through this. Did you I not? I must have been okay. asleep when this well, came out. Well, there's honestly, you need to read this entire New York Magazine article. It is unbelievable. It's Mariah starting to promote her book, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, which comes out um, at the end of the month. Wait, is it September yet? It'll be September when this comes out. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of it is talking about the book and a lot of it's like confirming that my all on the roof are about Derek Jeter, which like duh. And then like <laughs> there's some talk about Tommy Matola and how she, like on their Zoom call when Tommy Matola came up, she shed tears today. And it's like, fuck, Damn. you're still that pissed about this? Damn. But um it's just a lot of stuff. But then the question came up from Allison P. Davis. And also, sorry, there's a lot of family stuff, too. She talks about her, quote unquote, ex-brother and ex-sister. In it. It's a great oh, article. You oh, have to read it. It's unbelievable. Oh, oh. Um, that phrasing is, whoa. I know. <laughs> um, and so she has not spoken to Allison since 1994. 1994? I know. <gasps> I know. And she's like, I don't want them to think of me as an ATM with a wig on. And I, you know, have forgiveness in my heart, but I would not invite that into my home. <gasps> like, they're very broken people and I'm sad for them. Oh. And it's just like, fuck. As a pedal stan, I'm. I know. It's all. I'm shook. Honestly, hope I hope there's a pedal section because it seems like we're open in the vault. So. I hope when you open up that page of the chapter, like flower petals fall out. <laughs> like I hope. I mean, I'm positive that she's just going to be breaking into song throughout the audiobook, and I can't wait. Oh my God. I can't wait. I think actually the article confirms that she sings a piece of outside in the book. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Anyways. So uh, there's been a clip circulating during Ellen's, you know dragging and cancellation <laughs> in which Mariah Carey is on the show talking about something and uh, Ellen's like so there are rumors going around that you're pregnant are you pregnant and she's like oh darling like you know I, I if, if I have something to say I'll tell you and who knows what you know what can you do kind of sidestepping the question mm-hmm. and she's like well since uh, you don't want to confirm or deny and I think that's fair you don't you know do what you want but you know let's just cheers let's have a, a champagne toast to you not being pregnant and Mariah's like, why would we toast to that? <laughs> and so they kind of have a moment of like, okay, we're all going to cheers and like take a sip of champagne. And Mariah's like, wait, is that real champagne? Like, oh, are you really, are we really doing this? Like mm-hmm. on TV in front of a live audience. And so Ellen kind of, you know, forces her to partake in a little sip. She fake sips out of it. The crowd goes wild. And Ellen's like, you're pregnant. You're pregnant. Yeah. The thing is, Mariah Carey was pregnant. Yes. 
but had a miscarriage a few days. I don't know, days, weeks. She wasn't pregnant with the twins. So this was before she was pregnant with her children that she has now. Yeah. And so the interviewer asks her about this because she's like, this is going around and I want to know your thoughts on it. And I was thinking Mariah like would either sidestep, not really say anything or wouldn't really handle it at all. And she's like, you know what? I don't want to throw someone under the bus who's already being thrown under the bus. But the truth is, yeah, that was, I really did have a hard time grappling with that and the aftermath. Um, I don't want to, you know, throw anyone under the bus, but I uh, did not enjoy that moment. And she goes on to just be like, you know, it's just, I would hope that more empathy would have been provided for me in that situation. Yes. But, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, as we have seen this week with people not disclosing important life information to the general public, right. because it's very personal, yes. I think after, you know, this year and and especially looking at this Mariah quote and everything that people start to realize like, oh, people's personal business is their I know. Business. And like let them especially I feel like that is clearly like an etiquette rule though. I feel like if we talk to Emily Post or one of her, you know, stepchildren or whatever, mm-hmm. uh she would they would the, the rule would be never ask a woman if she's pregnant. Yes. Like period. I feel like that is just like commonplace, not out of the mold or whatever. But I I I'm honestly impressed that Mariah answered the question. I don't know that it's going to be featured in the book. It seems like it was just like, oh, it's a hot topic that's being discussed now with the whole Ellen thing. But I was impressed that she answered. She also confirmed that uh, Eminem's not in the book because like she's like anyone who didn't really have anything to do with the meaning of me with the title of the uh, book. It's not going to be featured. Iconic. (laughs) And it's just like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, either she rips into him or like he he doesn't get one mention. No. Why would he get a mention? Why would he? Like there's so much. And again, we're only getting like what? 380. I don't want Eminem pages. (laughs) I want us to talk about glitter for half of it. Yes. Eminem does not account for one 380th of Mariah Carey's life. No. Whatsoever. He does not deserve a page. Doesn't deserve it. No. And I'm excited that we're not getting that. So um, more music things that happened Uh, yesterday, the 2020 video. Music Awards occurred last night, apparently. Uh, I didn't watch them because, you know, it's not 1999. Uh, but I, some of the performances <laughs> were fun. And Lady Gaga won the Tricon Award, which I think is the new version of the video Vanguard. They've updated it. Um, but I don't love the name because it just sounds like kind of like they're trying to be an icon. <laughs> and it's like, that's not fair. Like, don't give people punchlines for Lady Gaga. I don't know. I don't love the title, but. Okay. Did you watch the performance, the Lady Gaga performance? I did. How I did love how they that? also reference, wow, 1999 was <laughs> peak. <laughs> I know. I'm glad that Gaga knows too that like, we were all waiting for that Britney and Friends performance. <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, what's it called? Diana Ross touching, grabbing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, that, oh, iconic. Yeah. How did you feel about the performance? I thought it was fun. Yes. I thought she did a nice job. I love like the robot man. I think it fit, oh. it fits so well with the visuals and the the era that we are in totally. of Chromatica and everything. I thought I loved the whole uh, special effects costume. Well, not like special effects. They probably just like cut away mm. and for a while and she changed. But yeah. like, you know, it all looked like it was one live seamless thing yes. with like the costume changes and how she like does a death drop on the ground and then it <laughs> goes away and then you it goes back to her and she you're like, oh, it's the opening of the Rain on Me video. Totally. Like, I thought it was very creative, very clever. I thought they performed very well. Yes. Um. Yeah. I love those little whistle notes Ariana threw into her. Uh, oh, yeah. I was just like, yes, give them, uh, you know, we'll go jump like two octaves on those ad libs. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but- I enjoyed it as well. I watched a few other performances. I would check out um, the Miley Cyrus performance, I, the parts I saw I enjoyed. And okay, 
the, the, it's I'm hard. It's hard for me with Doja Cat because I, every piece of the performance I've seen on YouTube or not on YouTube on uh, Twitter has been excellent. But it's like I need you not to work with Dr. Luke. So if someone can ping me, and I also need you to not to be racially problematic in ways that I'm not sure about. Like I know that you maybe were on like a white power Zoom chat or something and like huh. said the N word in front of a bunch of racist men. But I. I want to like her because she raps really well. Uh-huh. She sings well, really well, and she can dance and like puts on a good show. But I need, I need you to stop working with Dr. Luke, and then I can look into your racism. And if that all checks out, then maybe I can get in because it's like you got the talent, but then and the songs are good, but then everything else is working against you. So okay, make me want to stand. Okay, please, just some more work to do. More but work to people do. I don't have any trouble standing. Uh, Chloe and Hallie. I mean, great. Oh, and I love that they did Ungodly Hour. What a fucking great song. I can't believe they were in the pre-show. The pre, they weren't even on the real show? They were not in the real show. That's rude. Give them their flowers. They're excellent. And they have a whole category called like best at home performance or music video or whatever. And they weren't nominated. And it's like, who is doing better at home performance work than Chloe and fucking Hallie? Than them. Like who is having each individual performance they give be something special? Exactly. And all on their fucking tennis court. No one. Yeah. Queens. So that's what I want for them. Um, Good news for BTS fans out there. Dynamite makes history, debuting at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Oh, sweet. First all South Korean act to top the chart. And I believe the first Asian act to top the chart since 19 or the third East Asian act to top the chart since its creation in 1958. Third. Wow. That's wild. Nuts. Um, So, I mean, BTS is around. They're giant and here to stay. I wonder... If the Blackpink Selena Gomez song is going to debut at number one, because uh, that gets got a lot of video views for sure, I'm sure it'll debut in the top like five. And it's good, and it's it's fun and really colorful, and the song is fun and co-written by Ariana as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they had to shoot the group separately from Selena Gomez because of COVID and all of it. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it's separate. Like they seem like they're living in the same world, same color palette, and it's really well done too. So I recommend people giving that a view as well. Do you like Dynamite? Um, I have not heard it. It's cute. It's so. like a little Bruno Mars, like throwback, very happy pop song. It's very cute. Um, Let's make I, it. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy for them. And, you know, we, we love pop music. We love a boy band that's putting in the work and they have they're putting the work. I'm happy that we're getting a variety of number ones this year. I know. Yeah. I think and maybe this is just me being like a bitter old Mariah fan. But it's like the fact that so many people can debut at number one now is always a little bit like so it's not special anymore well but you know Mariah was doing it first she was she was it was literally Michael Jackson and then Mariah Carey were the first two to ever do it but it just is you know it's just okay a little different it's a little different I have to get used to it um and now we're moving on to news that we discussed yesterday but we're gonna get back to it um Adele posted a picture on Instagram Mm -hmm. uh with Bantu knots, I believe they're called, uh, and a Jamaican flag bikini. There have been many memes and jokes. I've seen, a, heard a lot of like reggae covers of Adele songs mm-hmm. <laughs> on the timeline. She looks amazing. Yes. Like what a transformation. But you know, I'm not offended, and like I feel like people, it's now become like, how dare you be offended, or like how dare you try to cancel Adele? Like this is legitimate what she's doing, blah blah. And so I don't have any strong feelings in that way about it. But I definitely was like, huh. Oh, <laughs> you know, you like know. this is odd. Like this <laughs> seems like a weird choice. Well, my history with the picture yes, is I was at work when the picture came out and everyone was sharing it on Twitter and we're just like, oh my God, oh my God, look at this, look at this. And and I, you know, kept seeing the picture, but not really reading what I was uh, seeing. Yeah. And uh, I immediately for literally two hours was just like, oh, Katy Perry. 
Katy Perry's, she's such a goofball. You know, yes. where'd she get that Jamaican bikini? She was always and then doing something. Two hours later, I was actually able to like look and inspect at what I was looking at, and I saw the Adele Instagram header at top, and I was like, oh wait, that's not Katy Perry. <laughs> nope. She looks like Katy Perry in this picture. It's a very Katy picture. So. I mean, you know, I hope Adele's doing great because I'm excited about that album. Um, even if the picture's a little, you know, if it's, there's a little question mark over the picture for me, just yeah. a question mark, like, huh, what's happening? I mean, hey, she's gotta create a splash, right? I mean, a, I what just, if this was the new album cover? That would be a shock. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a shock for all of us. Um, and other news that people found shocking, but I actually didn't find terribly shocking. But Sierra has revealed that her hit song "Goodies" was almost given to Britney Spears. Which, honestly, I would have loved to hear. I uh, think thematically it would probably would not have worked as well because this was like, what, 2004, 2005? So we're already through Britney Spears' Touch of My Hand phase. So mm. if she then, after Touch of My Hand and like, you know, just kind of like her sexual revolution on In the Zone was like, oh, the goodies stay in the jar. I'd be like, I don't know. And like, not in like, they would need to stay in the jar. Sierra was a little younger. Like, Sierra was like 16. So sure, they should be in the jar. <laughs> but, you know, Britney, if she's a consenting adult, should have consenting, you know, adult goodie parties if she'd like. Okay. Um. So, but vocally and the, like sonically, I think it would have worked. I think like that would be right. In, that one note of that goodies is is right in Britney's range, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is truly one note. A great song. One note. I mean, um, like piece of me. One note. Right, one, note one note and a fucking brilliant. Song. I mean, you don't need notes for songs. Apparently, notes are out. Nope. Um. And Britney had done kind of hip hop leaning things before. You know, I got that boom boom. Let's not forget. We all remember the the funkiness of soda pop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to forget that funkiness. But I even say for you that Neptune's produced very sparse, very you know sweaty, and you know a little little hip hop for Britney. And I feel like she could have done goodies. I just feel like lyrically, it doesn't really make any sense for her at that stage. Okay. But, would you want to hear a Britney version of goodies? I honestly don't know goodies enough. So. Really? No. I bet you want the goodies no. that you thought about it. No. What were you doing in this time? Listening to show tunes. Oh my God. It's a great <laughs> song. Do you know One Two Step? Oh yeah. One Two Step. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. I'm just making I, sure. It, is One Two Step Sierra? Yeah. I don't know anything that Sierra's ever done. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not that I don't know anything. I mean, I've heard her music, but like, I wouldn't be able you to tell you that know that's that Sierra. Sierra. Wow. Not, not in the slightest. No. What about, oh, with Ludacris. Oh. Down here we riding slow. Uh, sounds familiar. Yes, okay, I know. Okay. Yes, I've heard that. Interesting that good because goodies, I think, is the biggest hit of the three of those songs. I want to hear. I I want to say that like I know of something with goodies that's like my goodies. Yes, that's that. goodies. That's that. That's yeah, that's what I imagine. Okay, I know the intro. Okay, great. <laughs> we love it. Okay, well, I would advise you and anyone else who has not listened to goodies and want to listen to it again because it holds up. It's a great fucking song. Okay. Um, and speaking of songs from yesteryear. Christina Aguilera has dropped her new video and uh, for Reflection 2020, mm-hmm. a part of the new Mulan soundtrack, um, and she's singing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She is really giving you some guttural vocals. Sitting on the floor. Yes. Bathed yeah. in blue light. Yes. Bathed in moonlight. It's like Moonlight Part 2, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they were, you know, their race is represented. I don't think black is one. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is when um, uh, Chiron uh, realizes, like, oh, I'm gay. I, instead, I will give my role to a woman diva. Okay. So right. That, you know, that is for that Moonlight is ap- 2. appropriate for Moonlight 2. <laughs> so, I really enjoy this version. I like the production of it. I love the large timpanis. It feels like it's in keeping with the other song from this uh, release, Loyal, Brave, True. Just like the, I really love the like 
kind of more like militaristic sound in the background mm-hmm. versus like the original very soft version. Oh yeah, because the movie feels a little more militaristic. Absolutely. Little, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I honestly think most of her vocal I prefer on this one. I feel like she still has a little bit of youth in that original because she was very young of course. But yeah, uh, She was a child but yeah. she looked like a 30 year old woman I know. in that music video. You rewatch that music video she's now Hillary jumpsuit. I know and you're just like oh she's about to run for president. <laughs> like She's got a bold red lip and yes. just like a little a practical bob. Very practical. Yes. And it's like, I guess we're trying to age her. And, you know, we love that. But it was the 90s. It was the 90s. That's true. It was like Like, the way you became famous as a young person was like pretend you're old. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) I know. It's like the opposite of what anyone would want to be now. Yeah. Because now I'm old and I'm just like, oh, I'm 15. How do I become young? (laughs) What do I do? Um, So this version works for me. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I think there's just one moment that I find a little strange. It's that giant high, um, like inside, right at the end before she softens is up for the last one on my reflection show I realize we're trying to make an impact we're trying to show the growth where we've come vocally I just feel like sonically like songcraft wise that like really held out super high inside kind of takes me out of the song a bit just a little bit Okay. Um, I don't dislike it. She's hitting the notes. She has a little bit more rasp, a little more soul in her voice. Throughout most of it, I'm very in. That's just a little, you know, 30 seconds, I'm out. Well, you know, Mulan's been through the battle. She does. So she, she her voice is a little more mature, a little oh. deeper. And, <laughs> and she, who knows, this could be her last battle, so she's going to scream to the high heavens. Hey, you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. Um, well, earlier this evening, I don't know if you heard me in the living room, but oh yeah, I, yes, ma'am, I did. I saw everyone screaming on Twitter, I on mean, Facebook. Everybody I was mean, watching. This. There were 1.2 million of us tuned into Instagram Live to watch Brandy and Monica's verses. And when I tell you, a what music? Like what great music the two of them have, and b. They will never like each other. They will never be <laughs> friends. They were. It's just. And the thing is, it was like a insight into why like watching the thing you'd like oh I get why your personalities don't match Brandy is very like I'm a star like I'm we're we're on TV so I'm gonna make a lot of like sassy faces and like do all of this stuff like I'm giving you this and like I'm gonna kind of shade you but like as a joke but you should get in the joke like wink 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 and it's just like it's a lot (laughs) I could imagine being around Brandy being a lot and Monica's very much just like I'm here, I'm doing my job, and like I just I want to talk about my songs. Mm-hmm. But like Brandy's like, oh, you heard me sing along to yours. You didn't sing along to mine. She's just and she's just like half smiles. That, <laughs> like, that's amazing. It's like Brandy's really trying to have a bit, and I, Monica's just like, well, my next song is from the Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> and I, I heard that there was like a quote where Brandy was just like, oh, it's so nice that I got you to fe- uh, be featured on my song, The Boy Is Mine. And Monica was just like, okay, well, if it's your song, then maybe you can just sing. <laughs> well, she didn't actually say that, but she. this is the end of three hours the Versus was. And at the Jesus, end of it, three hours. Brandy is like telling the story of The Boy Is Mine, and she loves to say it's her song. Like when they were beefing, like literally in the past five years, Brandy would perform the song and be like, the song is mine. And it's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> like really, really reel it in. But so Brandy's telling the story of like how she's like, I had to hunt you down. Cause like, as we all know, this was my first single. Like this was going to be my song. Cause like my first single, like I wrote it with Rodney and it was my song, but I, I had to get you on it. I had to get you part of it. And then it's just like, Oh, so this is what we're doing now. We're going to make sure that everyone can know and see that it's your song and I'm just on it. And Brandy wanted to get up and like do a duet together all together. And Monica has the mic nowhere near her mouth. Wow. <laughs> And she's like a half lip syncing to it. And it's just like, Brandy's like, come on, let's do the harmony. Let's do it here. And then Monica's like, mm. 
<laughs> and like it's and like right as it started, uh, Brandy's like, oh, well, I'm a businesswoman now. Like, when's the tour? We got to get on this tour. And Monica's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's my one point. Brandy was like, oh, I mean, honestly, Loki, we're a group. We're like a group. And like this is after like 30, like maybe an hour and a half of Brandy being a lot. And Monica goes, we are not a group. <laughs> and she's Ooh. like, on, on this on that song we are, when you hear that. And Bonnie's like, well, anyways. <laughs> wow. But then I, I hear Brandy won. So did Brandy have the last laugh? The issue is I feel like... Uh, I feel like there were issues with Monica's sequencing. Like she was playing for you, I will, in the first night, and like why I love you so much, way too early in her mm. set list. Mm. So by like the last five or six songs, when Brandy's going through, like, you know, have you ever, and like almost doesn't count, and uh, all those big hits, Monica's talking about newer songs that like we don't know as mm. well. Um, you need a strategy when you're on a versus battle. You do. Um, and I, I feel like she, she definitely ended before boys mine with angel of mine, which is an excellent song. And like, obviously what I think Monica should end with before boys mine. But I also am in fair and unfairness, more of a Brandy music fan than Monica. So a lot of her album tracks, I don't know as well. So when Brandy would play like, you know, when you touch me from full moon, I'd be like, ah, <laughs> I just like melt into my chair and when Monica would play her, her songs that weren't singles I was like oh I don't really know this so mm-hmm. I mean I, who's to say who won I think there was a sequencing issue for sure oh okay the, the sequencing issue <laughs> there yes. was a sequencing issue but it was very fun to watch it's a great just like vision into why they're not friends and why it honestly it kind of like closes the book on that they can mm-hmm. be cordial they can be working together in different capacities they shouldn't go on tour together and they're not a group no 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 i i i think that this was a very very fun idea everyone yes. seemed very it was excited very about fun. it i can't believe it was that long i know um, it was long but I mean, you know, if I, if I were going to see a Stephen Sondheim versus Jerry Herman, like I would sit there for five hours. That's the thing. So. I had I was nothing else I was going to do tonight yeah. besides watch that versus battle. So it was a joy. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, Dorinda Medley has been fired from the Real Housewives of New York for being a quote unquote mean drunk. Okay. And, you know, I um, Matt Steele's not a Bravo person, so we won't take too long on this. But I think the issue with New York this season has definitely been that they're so drunk all of the time that Mm -hmm. it's like beyond even like oh this is fun to watch like housewives drunk it's just like oh you guys are just so messy and Dorinda does get mean she gets very mean and also like kind of digs her heels in about things when drunk and she has been for the first half of the season before Tinsley left the show she just was like berating this girl Tinsley who you know when she first came on the show I didn't love Tinsley but by the end it's like she's harmless she's Mm -hmm. just like trying to make it through life she's given us so many things like when um she saw her like eggs she started she like had frozen her eggs and saw them opened up like via zoom or something oh my god i was thinking like eggs from the grocery store no 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 no. she had frozen her eggs and uh, she was looking at like the frozen eggs with her mother and they both were like my babies those Uh, are are my babies they are and they both both burst uh, into tears and it's like this is brilliant that's amazing (laughs) she then at one point got to uh be a part of the big apple surf circus just like as like a a clown that was like introducing things or whatever and but she was going through a breakup at the time so she's in there in full clown makeup and full clown dress bawling her eyes out about this break and be like I'm miserable and it's like 
you about once. It's like, like these are weirdly iconic that's moments. Hysteria. That's what you want to see from house. Exactly. Not to get graphic, but yes. could you imagine like looking at a puddle of your own semen right. and being like my baby? <laughs> like that's exactly what Tinsley was. I doing. know, but I, I, she really, I mean, honestly, her and her mom were very emotionally overwhelmed by this. And it just, that's it was so crazy. funny. That's so funny. She went wedding dress shopping before ever being engaged to that man who later dumps her before she becomes a clown. It just is like, she's given us moments like by the time this season started, you were like, Tinsley's pulling her weight. Tinsley's doing something. It's weird, mm-hmm. yeah. but I love it. And Dorinda is just merciless on this girl. She's just like, you don't pay for anything. Like, you are so disgusting. And there was one point where she announced that she was getting engaged to this guy that she was secretly dating, who Dorinda was like, you have to be honest that you're dating him again. We know you're dating him again. And she wouldn't. But then she's like, oh, I'm actually going to move to Chicago. Scott and I are back together. We're going to like get married, have babies and stuff. And Dorinda's response was to ignore her and to say, Oh, well, good luck with that having babies thing. You'll need like a turkey baster or something at this point. And it's like, okay, that well, is vile. The mean aspect of this quote, like section of this quote does sound appropriate. <laughs> she wasn't that, even, all this stuff is pretty mean. She wasn't even drunk at that. It's just as like, she's so merciless on this little broken bird whose mo- most iconic moments are her bawling in tears. <laughs> like, leave this girl alone. And so... I think it was best that Dorinda gets a little break from the show. Okay. She just is because it's always always hard. It's just like you, uh, you know, die the hero or live a love long enough to become the villain. And that was a Dorinda story because when she came on, she was the voice of reason. Like she was our yes. eyes and ears. Yes. Whenever I like have seen Dorinda like on when you're watching it on TV, I'm just like, oh, she seems like level headed and, and even kills and like I'd be buds with her and everything. And now she's. It's awful when like Ramona is right. And it's like, you're making me side with Ramona in an argument. Horrible. I mean, how dare? How dare? Ramona is consistent. Oh my. Yeah. Consistently (laughs) the worst person alive. (laughs) Oh God. And more awful white people news. Um, Speaking of mean drunks. Yeah. Speaking of mean drunks doing crazy things. uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. um, has a bit of a sex scandal. That I guess people are hearing about, people are talking about. This is, uh, he is an evangelist uh, and extremist who was the president of Liberty University, but he had to step down because it came out that uh, this pool boy that he had named Giancarlo Granda, he came forward alleging that he had a three way affair with Falwell Jr. and Becky Falwell, his wife. Basically, Becky and uh, Giancarlo would have sex and Jerry Falwell Jr. would watch. And again, we're not one to kink shame. Everyone should do what they want to do. Yeah, go get it, Jerry. But if you're going to announce that, like, sex between two men is wrong and, like, be so anti-gay and, you know, hating on anyone that is not cis, straight, and white. uh, If you're going to pretend like you have this, like, perfectly normal marriage and that that's how everyone should be, then, I mean... And it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, do you not... I imagine all of these evangelist people... You're just trying to get money. Like you could have the yeah. darkest skeletons in your closet at all. You don't believe anything you're saying. No. Which is why it's so hard when people like follow, not that like people, if people are Christian, but if you follow like these specific people and you're that militant and you think anyone who doesn't follow your strict code is going to go to hell and you're like, oh, Jerry Falwell's got it right. Like he's doing everything right. Like I want to be like him. And you see this. It's like, how could this guy show his face in front of all of his like asshole buddies and followers? I know it's it's crazy, and it's kind of like, well, okay. I know (laughs) one less person to worry about, and it's also like, how many people that like support are 
in the Donald Trump sphere have to be gracefully fired from something or literally thrown in jail before it's like, maybe he shouldn't be our president. Yeah. Did ever think of that? Maybe. Is that an option? I think that, I think that is actually an option. Oh, you know, Utilize that option. Yes, this November. November. Let's do it, guys. Let's utilize that. Um, So Matt Steele has some good news to share with all of us. I'm very excited. So uh, the Blackest King director, um, Blitz Bazawul. I don't know how to say his name. I apologize. Bazawule? Bazawule, let's say it. Sure. Uh, He is bringing the Color Purple Broadway musical to the big screen. And some of us are thrilled. I'm very excited. The color, I've seen uh, the original production of The Color Purple mm. three times on Broadway. I've never seen a production on Broadway three times. Uh, I saw it first with LaShawn's. The second time I got free tickets, so I was like, of course I'll go again. And then, ticket. of course, I found out that my American Idol herself, <laughs> Fantasia Barino, was Celia in the color purple was being was replacing so you had to see it. the role so I was like well I gotta see it again sit front row center and have Fantasia spit and cry and and uh, uh, just you know fall down all around me and it was worth every penny I assume you want her for the movie <laughs> I absolutely want Fantasia <laughs> for the movie okay. 100% I think it's it's just such a perfect role for her she is so great at it and I just I want it to happen I need it to happen let's mm. speak it into existence all right. Guys. And apparently she's great. She almost got Effie in Dreamgirls. That's true. Even though obviously like Jennifer Hudson was obviously amazing uh, and, and fits the role better. I think uh, like, you know, physically like she just fits the character better. Yeah. But the fact that Fantasia got so close exactly. to getting the role and not like fitting the role as well as Jennifer Hudson is just a testament to how good her rendition of. And I'm telling you, I'm not going probably mm, was at these auditions. Right. So she can do it with I'm here, guys. Give her the role. All right. Give her the role. Give her her due. Give her her flowers. Fantasia deserves all, right. all the flowers. Maybe this is it. Maybe this, this is, is her. I mean, we were discussing yesterday. What if she wins an Oscar for this performance? Oh, my God. What if Jennifer Hudson presents it to her? Oh, my God. It would be beautiful. They would have, like, matching Oscars. Oh. It would be oh. so cute. All right, guys. We, we're going to, you know, manifest this. you got to dream big and speak it into existence. And now comes to the point of the podcast where we have to talk about sad things because, you know, we love being light and frothy, but bad things happen. Yeah. It was a a rough week. It was a rough week. And not because of my website. Not just because (laughs) of the website. Guys, surprise, not just because of the website. Not just because of the website. So, uh, as I'm sure you've heard, Black Panther star Chadwick Boseman passed away of colon cancer at 43. He was so young. That's crazy. He was so young. Um, And, of course, he... um, Played T'Challa in Black Panther. He has portrayed Jackie Robinson and James Brown on film. And uh, no one knew he had colon cancer. And basically by the time he was filming these movies, he had already been diagnosed. Yeah. Because he got diagnosed at what, 39? Yeah, it was 2016 he got diagnosed. And like he played so many roles in that span of four years. I mean, and he's in consideration for like an Oscar this year. He was in wow. uh, uh, The Five Bloods and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah. Like two movies that are going to be very critically, well, The Black Bloods is very critically acclaimed because it's out already. Uh, but Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, like one of the like great, August Wilson's great plays, mm. it's going to be a great movie. He's going to be amazing in it. Like, right. So could we see like a posthumous Oscar nomination? That'd be, that'd be great. Has that happened before? I, I mean, Heath Ledger. He, Heath Ledger and uh, the star of, uh, 
uh, network. He mm. won as well after having died mm. um, back in 1976. Um, so yeah, I just think this is so shocking. And yeah, obviously I, everyone's devastated. And I don't know that I had really seen him in anything besides Black Panther, but it really ruined my evening and like broke my heart just because it's like this young guy who had such a huge career ahead of him and has been nothing but a light for people, especially black people. It's just like to see him taken away from all of us in this way is just so heartbreaking. And then you watch those videos of him, I think on like the Black Panther press tours, and he was mm-hmm. talking about like the cancer patients that he was in contact with and how like their parents would say that, oh, they know that the, their illness is terminal, but they're holding on just until this movie comes out because yeah, that's how Black excited Panther. they are. And it's just like, it's oh. amazing. And I mean, just what a legacy to leave behind. It's like you are the first like black superhero to like yes. headline a movie. Like that is you. Yes. Like if anything, like you did that, your image will forever be just an iconic image in right. pop culture history, not just movie history, but like in in people's lives until yes. the end of time. I like know. that is a legacy to leave behind. So that's that's absolutely incredible. He seemed like such a wonderful person yeah. and it's just devastating. I know. His family and friends are in our thoughts and prayers. May he rest in peace. Oh, gosh. So sad. And um, just in keeping with, you know, traumatic news for black people, um, Jacob Blake, If I'm sure you've heard about this as well. So on August 23rd, Kenosha police responded to a 911 call about a domestic incident. And one thing led to another. Police were on, on, uh, on site and shot Jacob Blake in the back seven times as he was walking into his car. Uh, his kids, all of his sons were in the car. And so they saw this happen. Um, and I feel like the night that happened, there was the video floating around and it was just like, I don't want to see this. Please don't put this on my timeline. I get maybe there are some people out there who are very pro police or or fully racist who need to see this to Mm -hmm. believe that this is what's happening. But, uh, you know, I've seen enough of it personally. I am not a person who needs to see it. So like, if you could not retweet that onto my timeline, that would be great or anything like that. Um, and it just is, it's just horrible. It's just like as soon as you kind of feel like you can come up for air a little bit mm-hmm. on, you know, you know, obviously black lives still matter. Breonna Taylor's um, murderers have not been arrested, but it's been a, enough of a moment that maybe other thoughts can enter the mind mm-hmm. and then, oh, no, this happens just yeah. as soon as you think you can come up for air. A little I mean, it's just a reminder that, like, we can never get tired. We can never right. stop, you know, fighting for what is right yeah. to continue to make this country better and better and better because things will constantly go horribly. Right. And I just think the one good thing to come up with this is that mm-hmm. Jacob Blake survived. Yes. And so hopefully he will be able to, you know, testify in mm-hmm. front of people what happened. Right. And therefore, because so many people do not get that opportunity right. to testify, I did nothing and I, you know, was just shot. So I hopefully his testimony will be effective and will mm. open a lot more eyes, even more so than seeing, you know, a video and everything. Cause the video you like, people can argue, well, you don't know what he was doing. You don't know what he right. was doing, but if he's testifying, you will know what he was, you will know what happened. Yes. So I, th- I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's, it's just horrible and devastating and I know his poor family. It's just like how, how, how much of this do we have to go through? So, um, and then two days later there was a protest. Obviously this, uh, sparked a lot of protests and, um, there was a 17 year old male who, um, basically arrived onto the scene from out of state 
shot people, killed them, and he's now been charged with first degree homicide. And then, and then left. And then left. And then left, passed right. by cops, and people were shouting, he killed people. And they did nothing. And they did nothing. And you're going to shoot Jacob Blake in the back. And then you're going to say it's not about race. It's just like, what else can I show you? It's all right here. Mm-hmm. He's been charged with uh, first degree homicide. He's been charged with murder because he's a murderer. Yes. And uh, Trump today, I think, came out defending Oh, my God. Oh I didn't God. watch the video. I just saw the headline and was like, Oh, my fuck. God. Those Trump videos are horrifying. Horrifying. I, I won't watch it. He's such a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Like he, I can't, I can't handle it. He's, I can't. It's just revolting. It's just like, I, I, I need this to be gone in November. I just can't, I can't deal with his bullshit for any, another second. Like I, I just hate him. I just yeah. really, really hate him with every fiber of my being. It's not nice to hate whatever, whatever, but there's just no other way to put it. It's just fuck him forever. And fuck <sighs> it. I just, I just, oh, well, Let's take a break. (laughs) I'm getting hot. I'm getting angry. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Two Game Mats. That's really funny. Uh, We're back. (laughs) We're back. Um, And since we already recorded this podcast yesterday, we are repeating the same questions. Yes. But Matt Palmer says that he forgot the questions. I did. So they will be all new to me. They will be all (laughs) fresh. So this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com, two spelled T-W-O. So the first question comes from Thomas. And Thomas, the subject line is Grammys 96 versus 2020 says hey Matts, I know it's been well established that the 1996 and 2020 Grammys share pretty similar parallels Mariah and Ariana were the two biggest artists in the world at the time of both shows and both were coming off their most critically and commercially successful eras to date both were expected to win big but one went home empty-handed Uh, Too soon. uh, For Mariah. (laughs) Now, Matt Palmer, I know you're a big fan of Alanis and Jagged Little Pill, because how could you not be? So I was wondering if you believe that album of the year that night went to the right person. Personally, as a 19-year-old, Billie Eilish's music resonates with me more than Ariana's, but I am a huge Ariana stan, so I fall right down the middle. On one hand, my personal favorite album won, but on the other hand, one of my faves got the short end of the stick and walked home with nothing. Daydream and Thank You Next are both masterclasses in creating pop R&B perfection excluding Seven Rings and in my opinion deserve the recognition for that. However, Jagged Little Pill and When We All Fall Asleep served as new and exciting albums that will likely be influential in the sound of music to follow and I can't really argue with either of them winning. Sorry if uh, any of this is incoherent at all. It wasn't. It was a very no, uh, very clear a very clear email. Um, my brain has turned to mush since the pandemic started. Same. Uh, <laughs> P.S. Thanks, Matt Steele. You fully turned me into a big brother stan. At the moment, I'm Ian or Janelle for the win. I'm devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Janelle yeah. left this week. I and I, I, that was like the underlying theme of the underlying tone of all my phone calls with the website. Right. I was like, Just, you dare to do this to me when the week that Janelle is leaving. I know. Uh, Thomas, I'm so surprised that you were getting into Big Brother during this season because this season is terrible. I <laughs> I encourage this is honestly what I would say this is shaping up to be the worst season of all time. Really? I, worse than 16 for me. Wow. So I I encourage you, Thomas, to rewatch a previous season. Why would you say just because of the large alliance and like the whole Oh, just because no one is no one people. is playing the game at all. No one is playing. Like everyone is just making the most basic, easy moves. It's just devastating. No one Oof. has any balls whatsoever. It's just devastating. It's embarrassing. But anyway, 
Anyway. Pop divas. Yes. <laughs> so, Matt Palmer, give us your take on the 1996 My Mariah take, versus Alanis. Yes, on 1996 and 2020, I understand why Alanis won Album of the Year, and I don't really have giant problems with it. That was an album that shaped music and changed everything at its moment of release. Daydream did as well, but, you know... It's splashier when a new artist comes onto the scene like that. They mm-hmm. seem like, you know, a wonderkind that's just all very amazing that they've done this much and have this much influence just in one record. So I get it. I think my larger problem is the fact that both Ariana and Mariah went home completely empty handed. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like they were nominated both like between like five and eight times. Those And it's just like. You couldn't give them anything. Yeah. There's no way that they created these incredible bodies of work, the best of their career up until that point, and you can't give them one Grammy. There were yeah. so many fucking categories of the Grammys. Yeah, especially. and it's like Grammys. You uh, you gave Grammys to Sweetener, okay? <laughs> and you are not going to even give a Grammy to Thank You Next, which is a fucking amazing album, which is her best album. Yes. Like, yes. I, I was listening to Sweetener the other day just to relive because it was like its anniversary or something, and I was like, fuck. Those Pharrell tracks are garbage. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Maybe some people just don't work together as a team because the Neptunes obviously have done amazing work, but ugh, there's some great stuff. Yeah. There's some breathing and um, good night and go. Take back Not one of the good ones. I also just want to say justice for Seven Rings because that oh. is a song that so when I first heard it, I was like, yeah, this is fine. This is cool. I have to say that song has really weirdly grown on me. Mm. And like every time I listen to it, I'm just like, this is fucking great. I'm not at great. But I like it. I think it has grown on me. I, it doesn't <laughs> bother me. Uh, I would probably still skip it just in the order of where it is. I mean, there are much better things on yes, that album, yes. obviously. But like, still, that's an that's a song that has surprisingly grown on okay. me. Okay, I love I that say. for you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I agree. I mean, I always look at that album of the year win uh, from 1996 on YouTube when Alanis wins, and you just Oof. see when they're naming the nominees, and Mariah just looks so. Upset. I hope Mariah talks about that in the fucking book. Oh man, I would read the shit out of that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes you don't win. Sometimes you always just like win for the wrong thing. Right. You know? Right. So I mean that that happens. Uh, so the next email comes to us from Gigi. Uh, the subject is theater kids rock and I stand Rina Sawayama for good health. Yes. Right. Hi, Matt. I love your podcast so much. I listen to it bright and early every Monday morning and you guys have put me on to so much good music. Rina Sawayama is amazing. All in caps. All her songs are bops. Anyway, last week you guys mentioned loving book smart, which I do too. As a, I'm a theater kid, so I loved how the theater kids were featured so heavily in the film. What are your favorite parts from the movie? And if you were to be cast in the sequel, what kind of character would you like to play? Mm. Love so much, Gigi. Gigi, like the character in Miss Saigon that we reviewed. Yes. The show that we recorded, we uh, reviewed on our uh, Patreon. Yes, go to patreon.com slash two gay mats to hear that Miss Saigon review. But um, I don't remember Booksmart to the detail that you probably do because you have a favorite moment. Yes, you have a favorite. Literally every movie. second Billy Lord is on screen <laughs> is just an iconic moment. She's insane. It's in that an, movie. It's an, it is one of the most insane performances ever. Should have gotten an Oscar nomination for supporting actress. It's just so insane to me because she comes on and you're just like, what is this character? Yeah. I don't know where we are going with this. Does she know where we're going with it? Like, <laughs> like this character just absolutely there's no like archetype for this type of character. Right. Just an absolute it's like Beetlejuice Mm. you're just like what is this character (laughs) and then the more it goes on you're just like oh wait this is 
utterly brilliant. And who cares if I don't know what's going on? Like, this is just so good that you just can't deny it. Give her an Oscar. Was Booksmart nominated for any Oscars? No, that's no, it's a teen bullshit. comedy movie. I know. So what? It's excellent. Um, it's a, as we learned from the previous uh, email, my heart question. Yes. Award shows, they don't always get it right. They really don't. So. Um, Beanie Feldstein is my breakout performance in that film for me. I loved her in Lady Bird, but I just feel like her as this complicated... You know, hero you're rooting for, but also like you're like, ooh, girl. <laughs> I just feel like. Oh, I relate to her 100%. I'm sure. <laughs> just like, fuck these stupid kids okay. who got into good schools. <laughs> so I, I just feel like she puts has such a dynamic uh, performance in that film and she's just such a superstar and I want to see her in everything. And I love that she, much like Niecy Nash. Another queer girl. I know. I love Amazing. it. All the coolest girls and people. For real. I, I'm so excited to see her uh, 25 years from now in the Merrily We Roll Along movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is uh, directed by Richard Linklater and it is uh, being filmed over the span of like, I don't know, a couple right. decades. I forgot that was yeah. happening. He's doing a boyhood, but with Merrily We Roll Along and I'm all and about ben it. Ben Platt's in it too, Ben right? Platt's in it. Merrily We Roll Along, for those of you who don't know, is a musical by Stephen Sondheim. The whole thing is it's about the friendship of three different artists and uh it's the stories told uh from the end backwards up to the beginning of their friendship Mm. um and so he's not like aging them or anything he's just gonna be like we're filming this over the span of a couple decades and uh and then we'll just edit it backwards (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like this is gonna be amazing and beanie feldstein is starring in it can't wait i can't wait wait. i can't wait to be uh, uh 40 and finally get to see this movie. Mm. Yeah. So uh, instead of your lies, <laughs> what um, what character would you play if there was a bookmark film I mean, that you would want to be in? Anything with a scene with Billy Lord, but Lord knows I'm going to be with those theater kids. Like that, those are the <laughs> parts mean, that I'm, I'm just going to be, which right. is fine. Like they were very funny yeah, and fun fair. and everything. Uh, the old know. Gavin kid, didn't it? Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gavin, uh, uh, Ben Platt's uh, yes. boyfriend. Yes, yes, yes. And... Uh, yeah, I, I would be hanging with them doing right. the murder mystery that okay. they did. Well, if they need like a, you know, they had a young black lady teacher who was hitting on students. I don't want to be hitting on students, but I'd like to be the young black man teacher. Okay. <laughs> I could be like a chorus teacher or something. And you you're know? just like, oh, these kids. I, yes, That's I could thing. deliver that line. Oh, these kids. Icon, like what Done. a natural. Done. <laughs> oh my God, an actor first, honestly. Yes. So I think we've come to the point in the show. Yes. We talk about what? has been giving us moments this week. So Matt Steele. Yes. What has been giving you moments? So mine's like a lovely little simple moment. Okay. So one of my best, best, best friends from college, Jenny, she um, was supposed to get married in November to her uh, now husband, Ethan. And uh, so obviously she was supposed to get married in November. That is not happening uh, due to reasons. Of course. And so what they decided to do was have a, a small live stream wedding uh, in August, which was on Saturday, um, that everyone could watch at her family's home, like beach house in New mm. Jersey. And then in March, they're going to have like a big wedding, like a big party and right. big second ceremony. And so I got to watch her get married uh, from the comfort of my own bed. I love that. I, I had to wake up at like 730 in the morning, right. which, you know, was a little challenging mm. for me. But <laughs> but uh 
but still it was great. I didn't have to put in my contacts. Mm. I, I didn't even sit up. I just <laughs> laid there and watched it with the phone over my face, looking like a disaster with gook in my eyes. And I was very sleepy and I'm like a crier at weddings. Mm. Like I, I'm like very touched by wedding ceremonies. Mm. Um, and so, but I was also crying because I was extremely exhausted and I was just laying oh. there and I was just like, this is how every wedding should be. This is so beautiful. And I don't even have to get out of bed. That is lovely. And so I was like, yeah, I'm like all for a virtual live stream wedding. I mean, like this is fun. I don't got to like get a suit for it. I don't got to put on these uncomfortable shoes. I mean, I will in March when when I actually go to this wedding, which will be lovely. I can't wait to see her. Um, But yeah, it was great. And then immediately afterwards, I could put my phone down, go back to bed. I love it. And I was just like, wow. This is the line. That's it. You know, you got to find your silver linings during COVID when you can. Exactly. And like a Zoom wedding that is lovely and emotional. And then you can fall asleep right afterwards. I love it. What's not the I love? love it. And congratulations, Jen. Yes, congratulations. Um, so what's been giving me moments this week? Uh, there's... There was so much released on New Music Friday, I feel. Yes, we had a big like discussion of like which should we review I for know. the YouTube channel, and was, Katy Perry won. Katy Perry did one. I was like, this is an album of new material. We've never uh, reviewed a Katy Perry album, so let's do it. So um, outside of Smile, I wanted to highlight a few things. Uh, first of which, Jasmine Sullivan is just such a fucking icon, and her new single, um, Lost One, is heart-wrenchingly beautiful. Like, just pull out your heart and step on it. Heartbreaking and lovely and beautifully sung. I I don't know that there's a better singer on planet Earth right now than Jasmine Sullivan. Like, just the runs she does are just out of control, but they never feel forced. And beyond her vocal ability, she's such a gifted songwriter and has so good at, like, getting the most visceral lines in a song, like just the simplicity of her chorus being like, just don't have too much fun without me. Mm. Don't forget about me. That's like, that's that hits hard. For and me. then and <laughs> and that, that is something that I think about often. That's like, that's I like know. my thing. It's like, don't have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just devastating. The second verse she, she goes into like, I know that I'm a, se- I'm a selfish bitch, but I'm working on it. And it's like, We've all been there. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can relate to that. I mean, besides the working on it, part. of course. <laughs> just like, just you just be, end with "I'm a selfish bitch." End of song. <laughs> I'm a selfish bitch. Fiend. Fiend. <laughs> We've gotten it. Um. So I just urge you all to listen to it. I love the production. It's just stripped down. It's just her and a guitar. I believe it's like a. I don't know if it's a steel guitar, electric guitar, or what, but it's really sparse and beautiful and allows her voice to roam. I feel like if anyone was a fan of her 2008 song, um, "In Love with Another Man," which is just her and a piano, it's a similar like just heart-wrenching kind of song that just feels like it poured out of her. So mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, I, apparently she's going through this in real life, but like I didn't need to read a report about that to know. You just listen to that song and you're just like, yeah, this is real, you know? Mm. And I just can't recommend it enough. It's I should so listen lovely. to it. I have not listened to it yet. You absolutely have to. It's just, it'll break your heart. Um, And I also recommend uh, the Good to Know Deluxe. JoJo released the Deluxe edition of Good to Know. I really love the single What You Need mm-hmm. that she put out, but I also really love the new Deluxe track um, Kiss. And I think it sounds so much like her like early JoJo records. It's like thematically obviously a little bit more grown up, but mm-hmm. just like sonically it could have been the follow up to Baby It's You. Honestly. I I listened to the deluxe version. Yes. Like, Kiss is incredible. I like that know. melody is so good. I know. It feels like so young and adult at the same I time. Know. It's just so catchy and I know. creative and fun. You know what else I love? Yes. In your room. 
I know. It's so it's so good. good. It's so good. And the thing is, it's just like it you did it didn't feel like the original version of the album was missing anything. It was short and sweet and like got its point across and felt like a great arc. Mm-hmm. But this like feels like it weirdly completes the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like these songs are all sonically weren't there and like feel like the connective tissue mm-hmm. and just like expanding the world of good snow in such a beautiful way. I love it. I love it. Good job, Jojo. I mean, can we say it more often? Hey like, queen. Hey queen. You did it again. <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my gosh, guys, this time it recorded. It really did. <laughs> it really did. We look in the waveforms now. I bet we sounded amazing too. Can't wait to re-listen to it. It's going to sound great. And yeah. thank you guys so much for listening and for loving us because we love you and we hope you enjoy our little podcast. And we'll be back, we'll be back next week with more 2K Mats podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.